Emotional security is like the blanket that you tuck your soul in. Pete Livingston. You ready for Joe, Joe hey, Buck to set you up? <laughs> That's what I think he's saying. He's like, hey, you're about to sleep with Joe Buck. And Sam. This is our, our candy orchestra. Mm. It's still going. Those are some good pop rocks. Los Livingston Brothers. It is Saturday, April 11th, uh, 2015, Year of Our Lord. Harrison Young is in studio, about to leave studio. Hit that button. got to push it. Are you going to take the rest of the queso ruffles? What? Why would you? Here. I've already ate five servings of queso. Why would you not? Here, you need them for for late night wow. You are gonna need them for late night wow. You know you can't wow without he, queso he ruffles. Does, he does have a point. Okay, well, I'm taking some of those beers with me too. Then. Do it, man. Do it. Um, we are currently watching. This is just just just. It's so. Can we, we're gonna have to turn this to the Warriors game because. Uh, Bad. Yeah. All right, Tim's going to be moving into his uh, the fuck? seat. Some moth just flew into me. All right, Harrison Young, leaving the studio. Thank you for joining us. I just hit the microphone. I'm sorry. And the garage door. I will bust a moth in its face. I will bust a fucking moth in its face. <sighs> it's sad. I'm turning. I'm turning it to the other. Turning it to the Warriors. How about you talking in the microphone? I am talking in the microphone right now. Okay, right in the fucking microphone. Unnecessary. No. It's totally necessary that I do. Oh, 500 three-pointers made between Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. They have the top three tandem three-pointers in the history of the NBA. Their last three seasons. That's ridiculous. I agree. That's awesome. That's really cool. We're really cool, too. At least I like to think we are. If you think we're cool... 707-933-9133. Oh, we're, we're, not a, we're not a radio station anymore. No. So It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Pete, what are you doing? Uh, trying to find a chair. That uh, would be a wise thing. You don't have a chair that you would like to use? You found a chair. You need more folding chairs. You need just four folding chairs for this thing, man. Sure. They're like ten bucks for four of them. Just go to Big Lots. Or Costco. Whatever's sexy. Oh, that's two points. So, um, I'm Tim. That's Pete. We are Los Livingston Brothers. Sam is sick at home, unfortunately. Hacking up all kinds of good stuff. Like, really hacking things up that are disgusting and... Not worth talking about on a podcast because fuck that. Um, but hey, you know, we're here. Um, we're not queer. Maybe we're a little queer. I was watching The Departed earlier today. I don't know where you're going right now, Tim. I don't know where I'm going either. I don't know where I am. Where am I right now? Where am I? Um, Peter, we have things we like to talk about on this show. Of course. Mostly concerning the areas of... Um, athletic competition, um, uh, video games, and perhaps competition within the realm of video games. Uh, 
nerdy card games, what they like to sure. call collectible card games. And now Pete has to pee. We also like to talk about peeing. Pete will pee. So, uh, but we're uh, we're on show 186 now, officially. Uh, we're actually close to 200 recordings total. It's just that this is an actual show. It's really interesting. Like we're there's a bunch of shows that either got lost in the translation, the exporting process from Audacity, which fuck you, Audacity, or it's uh, a part of the uh, the actual like recording process, which is never fun. So there's all these things that we've done, like these shows that you guys have not listened to yet, uh, mainly because uh, we don't have the audio for them. And it's because they just mess it up so much. It's like uh, either the mic does not record correctly or Audacity just doesn't like us. So uh, we're technically on show 186, but we might have other ideas. So um, Phoenix Pro Wrestling had their second show. Uh, I've been told that the video should be coming out. Like, I would say within the next week, we're recording this on April the 11th, 2015, which would mean, uh, you know, right around tax day, if you're interested in some professional wrestling. So, myself and Eric Ritz doing the commentary, uh, new champion, uh, will be crowned at our next show. We're doing the first round of the tournament this show, so a lot of fun stuff there. Uh, J.R. Kratos, Jeff Cobb. Um, uh, Bobby Hart and uh, and Drake Frost are going to be your final four. Uh, Hart and Frost will work out of the Sacramento area a lot. Uh, and then Kratos and uh, Cobb both kind of got their start in Sacramento, but they also wrestle out of the Bay Area. Cobb has been a Lucha Underground regular for a couple of, of uh, tapings now, and uh, he should be there. In a few weeks' time, hopefully. But, uh, but yeah, Peter's return uh, with trash in hand because he's a responsible adult that throws away his trash. Welcome, Pete. Welcome to your garage. Thank you. We appreciate you uh, being here. Great to be here. In your house, uh, actually partaking in this recording of our podcast, our audio podcast that we do on a semi-regular basis. Yes. Uh, so, awesome. I was just telling the people how we have had all these shows that didn't ever get released because Audacity hated us or the microphone hated us or random things just did not like us. Uh, and we're actually probably closer to 200 total episodes of our show but maybe a dozen of them have evaporated into the ether. What are we at now? We're at 186. Yeah, we're probably up there. Mm-hmm. So, well, we're uh, we're a machine. We we pop out content. We do much like um, Octomom pops out babies. Is Octomom still relevant? Has anyone made an Octomom joke in like the last five years? Anybody know who Octomom is? I feel like I just dated myself and my, mm. my my pop culture relevance with that horrible, horrible joke, which I tend to do on a regular basis. So I'm I'm, I'm very good at being relevant with my pop culture uh, humor. So uh, we're watching the Warriors now because the Giants are depressing. Um, but uh, baseball started this past week. Yay, baseball! Um, Congratulations to all the teams for participating in the first week of the major league season. We uh, we do we would like to see offense. Uh, offense has been completely horrible, and then of course tonight the Padres lead ten one uh, as we're getting into the final innings. And so there's a lot of talk early on because you have to jump to conclusions this early in the season about offense going down in baseball, and there's too many things that favor the pitcher and. You know, the hitting, you know, people having to stay in the box and missing with batter's rhythms and stuff like that. And so we, we get to hear all that nonsense now. 
We because, don't. We just don't allow steroids. Yeah, yeah. And then there's four people, four pitchers that have been popped for Stana's Law uh, in the past two weeks. Three of Latin American descent. Uh, Stana's Law is a oral um, performance enhancer that is on the banned list of substances for Major League Baseball. Yet a lot of people just took it because it's a you know a substance that is uh, easily attainable. Easily ingestible, and uh, it's something that people just take because they think, oh, it's you know, it's not got anything that's bad to it, and then all of a sudden, four people have been popped for it in the last two weeks, and so we're in the midst of people not taking steroids correctly. It's got to, you just got to put it in the butt. You just have to, you just have to, right? You got to put the needle up there. You got to just squeeze it. Right into the buttock. But the reason why people take Stanislaus laws is because they're afraid of needles. That's why. What? So, it's steroids. It's it's a substance found in a performance enhancer that is on the ban list of... Yeah, but it's technically a steroid, I guess you want to call it. Um, but yeah, people should not be taking them. Yet, people take them because, you know, getting that edge. And then, poop, 80 games... People losing half a season's worth of pay over it, man. Half a season's worth of pay. I over thought you get your money regardless of baseball. Nope. It's an 80-game suspension without pay if you're suspended under the uh, the drug law. Yeah. But if you're injured, you get paid. Yes. Keep collecting them checks. That's right. Keep <laughs> keep getting them checks. Shout-outs to... Who's, who's a baseball keep getting them checks guy that's hurt right now? Oh, Josh Hamilton, but... That's not cool. We won't go there. It was a rod. Uh, it was a rod. Keep getting them checks. Well, he was getting a rod. A rod about to cost the Yankees six mil with, if, if, if with some home run things that are made in that contract. People kind of forget a rod. A rod dropped Scott Boris like a bad habit. Went in and negotiated that contract with the Yankees and got all those clauses put in where if he hits the home run records. That he's, you know, going to get that fat cheddar. And now, he's probably one of their best offensive players, which of course isn't saying much. But of course, you know, that's where the Yankees are right now. And, uh, yeah, man, fucking A-Rod might be causing the Yankees some fat scratch this year. Love it. People picking up A-Rod on fantasy teams in non-ironic manners now. It's awesome. It's just terrific. So... Andrew Wiggins, that dude, Canadian. So, uh, you feel like people deserve those contracts in baseball? Fuck yeah, get paid. Sure, that's the owners. Owners are the ones throwing out that money. Mm-hmm. Get paid. Get your ass money. Not the players' fault. It's all I about- just don't. I don't get why people get angry at players. Yeah, you can't. If you get angry at players, you're a moron. You don't get angry at players. Get angry at teams for giving bad players that much money. Well, no, but A-Rod's not a bad player. At the time, he wasn't. No. When he signed that contract, he was still a very good player. Mm -hmm. Uh, Definitely in decline, but still, A-Rod in decline is better than a lot of people uh, playing professional baseball. There's two cutters on that play. He found one of them. God, even when the Warriors do something wrong, they do something right. And now they're up five at the half. So, yeah, so baseball started this week. Everybody's jumping to conclusions. Adrian Gonzalez is hitting like a million. Uh, pitching is crazy across the board. But then today there's a couple of teams that blew up. Padres blew up. Uh, Orioles blew up against the Blue Jays. Bumgarner blew up. Bumgarner totally blew up. So... Kershaw got blown up. Diamondbacks killed Kershaw tonight. So it's like it's baseball, guys. If you're trying to if you're trying to sit there six games into the season and you're like, hey, this is gonna happen for six more months. No. I'm sorry. You know, do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. So uh Hey, I'm I'm totally stoked though, because my fantasy teams are looking good. And that's all that matters. You're only six games into the season, though. Dan. I don't care. That's where I can go crazy, my teams. Hell yes. Um, but yeah, the Warriors 
uh, are looking to have the greatest single season win improvement for a team that won 50 games or more the previous season. Uh, if they if they win tonight against the Timberwolves, they'll set that NBA record. Uh, they're the number one overall seed in the playoffs. They're fucking really good at basketball. Steph Curry had 45 the other night. He has broken his own three point record for most three points three pointers made in the season. Him and Clay Thompson broke their own record for best tandem and to to make three pointers in the season by a lot. By a lot. Like I think it was four seventy eight last year. They've made five oh two this year or something like that. So like like Steph if he wanted to, he he could get the three hundred threes. That's disgusting. That's almost four threes a game. Yeah. So But uh Warriors good. They're most likely gonna face the knowledge Pelicans. The Pellies. And with the eight seed. With the eight seed, because the Thunder look like they might be on the outside looking in. So, and then Westbrook is a free agent after next year, and then Durant's a free agent after the year after that. And they'll both be gone. And they'll both be gone, and Oklahoma City will be terrible, and Sam Presti will be fired as the general manager because James Harden. It's still a bad trade. It's a bad trade. Yeah. It was unnecessary. You figure out a way to make it work. You figure out a way to make it work. I don't care what the negotiations were like. You figure out a way to make it work. And now it's like, Houston's got all this money. Like, maybe they can get Westbrook. Then it's like, maybe they can get Durant. It's like... Then they'll be Oklahoma City. Then they'll be the Oklahoma City Rockets. Um, So, there's not much. Like, sports is sports. I mean, personally, it's awesome because, uh, you know, I'm broadcasting baseball games again, and that's awesome. And then the Stompers start on June 1st, which is more awesome. Yes. So, uh, I can't wait for that. School's almost done for me in a month. The draft is two weeks from now. Three weeks. Actually, today's the 11th, so two weeks. The 23rd? No, I think it's the start of May. Did they push? I thought they pushed it back next year. I don't know. I'm going to check now. The draft is coming up. Yeah, and all signs point to the great Amari Cooper going to the Raiders. NFL Draft 2015. And it's... Uh, don't fucking know, people. You're you suck, Google. I type in NFL Draft 2015, and it's like I can't get anything. It's uh, oh, it is. It's Thursday, April 30th. You're right. So it's in three weeks time. Uh, I guess there's not much. Uh, I mean, what's it? Dennis Winston's going to the Bucks, but there's like there's gonna be a lot of defensive players taken. In the in the first few picks and wide receivers taken, there's a deep deep crop of wide receivers this year. Um, but there's a lot of people are like, well, you, you know, look at who the Patriots just won the Super Bowl with at wide receiver. It's like, yeah, true, but like, uh, you know, what? Not everybody has that system in place. Yeah, nobody has that system in place. That took what like six years for them to develop a system like that. So. Uh, you know, for me, I'm I'm you know, just kinda interested to see what happens with Marcus Mariota. Like the Titans have said they won't take him at two, but then they've said they might. They said they might trade out of the two spot. There's all the talk about if the Eagles are gonna take all those draft picks and you know, even though they traded for Sam Bradford, are they gonna still trade try and get Mariota, you know? Uh, so there are a lot of things. Menzel's out of the rehab and he's going to join OTAs in two weeks. And there's already people talking about, oh, his teammates are like, oh, he's got to come out and prove that he can play. You know, mm-hmm. it's funny. Football's funny right now. Also, I don't really care about football because the 49ers are just a joke, a disgrace. 
Pete, I will say that Pete's contemplating while he eats his flaming hot Cheetos and licking his fingers. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you get that flaming hot dust on you. Oh, that on my. I think that in the greater part of the NFL, I think it's okay. Sure. The teams that the league wants to be good mm-hmm. are good. <coughs> Packers are still going to be great. Yeah. Colts are going to be great. Yeah. Cowboys. Cowboys. Eagles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's and then there's the question of what if there are going to be two teams that move to L.A. after this year. Like... Are the Raiders going to do it? And are the Chargers going to do it? Mm-hmm. Is Jacksonville going to do it? Is St. Louis going to do it? You know, Stan Cranky buying land up in downtown L.A. You know, that type of shit. So, bring the Rams back. Bring the Raiders back. Bring two teams? Yeah. Two teams to L.A. A lot of talk about even three teams at one point. Does that Char- make any sense? No, it doesn't. Two teams, sure. Two teams to L.A. is fine. Why? You have two teams in New York, two teams in Oakland, San Francisco area. You know, it's fine. I'm actually really surprised there's not another team in Dallas. Like, really, legitimately surprised. I know it's cowboy country. It's kind of like the old talk about. Uh, uh, it's like the uh, the Maple Leafs for the NHL when they talked about expansion or moving a team like the Coyotes when they were bankrupt mm-hmm. they were talking about like oh you know put another team in Toronto or something like that or in uh, in some of the cities surrounding cities uh, from Toronto uh, to try and, and because you know Canada wants more hockey they just got the Jets back uh, but it's at the same time it's like are you really going to try like in like a diehard hockey town where there's a 10-year backlog for season ticket holders for the Maple Leafs. Like, are you going to sit there and actually be able to put another team in place? It's like, no. It's not going to happen. So, But, yeah, I, I don't know. that That's going to be the big talk of this season. Like, uh, because the, the Raiders can't get out of their lease at the end of the season. The Chargers don't mind breaking their lease because the city of San Diego said they're not going to put in a new stadium. Mm-hmm. You know. So, you know. There's going to be some musical chairs at the end of the season. Speaking of hockey, the Sharks, for the first time since 2003, did not make the playoffs. Yep. Kings won't make it to defend their crown. You know what the best story is in hockey, though? The Ottawa Senators. That fucking Hamburglar. They they just got into the playoffs last night. Mm-hmm. They were in 12th place in the Eastern Conference a month ago. And they stormed out. So they brought the. So I got. I want to make sure I get all this right. Um, so I got to type in Ottawa Hamburglar. So Andrew Hammond is this like 27 year old career minor leaguer that um, played in the in the, I think the AHL, uh-huh. uh, which is like the AAA of hockey. And the Senators needed a goalie, and so they brought him up for an emergency start. And uh, he had this nickname of called the Hamburglar. And Do you all, know why? No, don't know why. But he comes up, and he fucking kills it. Like, there's no precedent for this. He comes up and starts playing like peak Patrick Waugh, you know. Um, and the Senators, all of a sudden... Like, start this streak of game, this, this run. Just this incredible, like, three-week stretch of hockey. And then, like, last week, they were down 3 nothing. I can't remember who they were playing. Ended up winning 4-3, which you don't see in the NHL. That's crazy. And uh, when they win a game at home, they throw hamburgers, like, wrapped-up hamburgers onto the ice. And uh, Ottawa got in today. They were, one of the, they were the final wild-card seed to get in. And they play Montreal, which is an awesome, awesome first-round matchup because the Canadiens are fucking great. They have you know P.K. Subban, who's one of the best names in hockey. They have a great you know, goalie as well. But it's Montreal-Ottawa, right? So the Separatists with their supposed capital in Montreal and Ottawa, the actual capital of Canada, are going to go heads up. And Ottawa's on the roll of a lifetime. And so, playoff hockey, man. 
Everybody waits six months for the playoffs to come, and then they'll watch hockey. So I'll make sure to catch some of that. There's your boy. There's my boy, Bobby Fitz. I still love to this day that Fitzgerald gels the hair. And then, like, you can see the points of his hair hold it being held up by his headset. <coughs> it's it's like, it's and he went to Notre Dame, so I don't know if you'd call it, like, douchey, you know? But uh, it's pretty, it's still pretty douchey. Uh, met Jim Barnett, though. Jim Barnett, very nice in real life. You don't think Fitz would be? No, I think Fitz would be fine. I think it'd be pretty. I just yeah. I don't think he's a good basketball announcer by any stretch of the imagination. Why? Because because uh, just the way he talks, like Harrison Barnes to the rack. I listened to Tim Roy. Bob Fitzgerald is no Tim Roy. Tim Roy. Vacaville's greatest asset. Like if you were to do a draft from Vacaville and and you you know you know Timmy Timmy would go one one. He would go one one. Alright? So uh Are but, you better than Fitz? No. But there's a lot of people better than Fitz. Um I might be better than Fitz, I don't know. Uh at this point, the uh, college basketball season is over. Yes. Really, really good tournament this year. It was good. Um, a lot of chalk, but the level of play was tremendous. It really was. Um, a lot of people don't like the college game because it's not as fast-paced as the NBA, and it's a lot more defensive-oriented, and so you get a lot of games in the 50s or 60s. Um, but that didn't stop the games from being compelling. Like, there were some really compelling, very, very good games. And... Uh, Kentucky lost out in the final four against Wisconsin. Wisconsin went on two big runs in the second half and shut the door on Kentucky's perfect season and uh, ended up losing to Duke in the national championship game, the fifth title for Coach K. Dukies! Pete's happy. Uh... Dennis Hausman is happy. There's a lot of people who are happy that Duke won. Christian Leitner's happy. Grayson Allen, the most Duke player of all time. <laughs> no. He hit, hit Jason Wojcikowski no. is his spirit animal. Like, there's, there's, I mean, it's like, I wanted him to slap the, like, just slap the hardwood just once, and then I would have just lost my shit. He is the most Duke player of all time. No. He is. No, he's not. So Duke. He's no, white. His Tim. first name is Grayson. <laughs> he goes to Duke. Oh, of course. He if he's plays away. basketball at Duke. Tim, he is not. His name is Grayson. Tim. His last name is Allen. <laughs> he has two white guy names. Yeah. He has two very white first names. Right? Super white. Tim, I don't think that's how it works. Yes, it is. It's, okay. Who's, who's more Duke? J.J. Redick or Grayson Allen? J.J. Reddick. No, he's not. Yeah. Tim, no, he wrote not. poetry. Rope? Oh, well, oh, wait. Like, on a basketball court or in real life? In real life. Who's a more Duke player? Mike Dunleavy or J.J. Reddick? Uh, J.J. Reddick. Christian Leitner or J.J. Reddick? Christian Leitner. Okay, okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure you weren't, like, drinking the J.J. Reddick Kool-Aid. J.J. <laughs> Reddick was very Duke. I'm not... Very, very Duke. <laughs> I'm not saying that... He's better than those other players, but he is the embodiment of Duke. Who's a more Duke player? J.J. Redick or Dick Vitale? Did you hear Jay Billis just verbally fillet Coach K after the game, though? Why? Because he went to Duke! Of course he's going to... Oh, 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 yeah. You said fillet. I, I, was, I thought There's... you said fillet. Oh, yeah. No, no. Verbally fillet. Fillet, yeah. 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 You know, blowjob. Yeah. You know, verbal fellatio. What did, what, what, what did, what did Jay Billis say? It was... The quote, I think, was something like... Um, it, like, it proves that he is the greatest mind in, in the game or something like that. He is. Or he's... Or some... Or... I don't remember if it was him or Dickie... That said that is he it, not? it made him better than Wooden. I was like, fuck no. No fucking way. You can make the argument. So he's been to as many Final Fours as Wooden. You, could, you can definitely make the argument. So 
So you want to know why? Sure. Because it's it's kind of up there with the granted Wooden still did it, and that's what made it so amazing. Sure. With the consecutive titles, but it's in the same realm of the Celtics winning all yeah. the titles, which is still amazing. I'm not right. taking anything away from it, but you do have to put into account the infancy at which the leagues were in. And that if you were forward-thinking enough, right. and this was before uh, recruiting was, and it didn't, I didn't, you know, doesn't even sniff what it is today. Sure. The information, uh, just where the game is at <clears throat> in total, you know, it, it's definitely, I would say, harder. The problem is that I, that I've, I think I've had with the, the college game in like the last... Twenty years, what is just offense being down? So what? I I don't like it. I understand why there's people who do like it because fundamentals and all that shit. But you, these guys that are coming into the college game, they're not good shooters. Nobody's a good shooter at the college That's level not true. anymore. Ninety percent of the players at the college level are not good shooters. They aren't. How many people in the college game are hitting fifty percent that don't play inside? How many people in the NBA hit Exactly. So there's this, you know... No, like in the past 20 years. Yeah, it's... But, but, you know, the college game leading to the NBA game, as it is, the NBA values shooting. Of course. Like, they squeeze out the best shooters. If you're athletic enough... Ever since they added the three-point line, they've been pressing for better and better shooting. But at the same time, you know, in the college game, you have those same ideas in place... But it's all about being athletic, yes, and letting their defense play the, the the majority of the games. And I just I don't enjoy that game as much. I understand why there's some people who believe it's more fundamentally sound basketball. But I think the Not NBA really. I think the NBA right now it's finding that happy medium. You have a lot of really good offensive teams, and you have some very good defensive teams, and then you have the Warriors, which are you know, the best of both worlds. But I think what's been really interesting is how the NBA has been able to evolve towards that, yet in the college game, we haven't really seen that evolution. If anything, we've seen the athleticism work out more because it's way easier to teach an athletic player to be a good defender than it is to be a very good offensive player. Yeah, but they're good at basketball. I, but but what does you good think, at basketball mean anymore? My, my whole point is you what do still got. What does it mean? To be you good still have at to basketball. score the ball. You have they to do score, score the, ball. the ball. No, they don't. Kentucky was beating teams by twenty or thirty because they played horrible teams, not because they were great at scoring. When they played against good teams in the tournament, they were in the fifties and sixties like anybody good teams, else. What fine? I would like you to find me good teams that beat other good teams by twenty points. Uh, Duke beat Michigan State by twenty points. Right, so so my point is Duke figured it out because they do have enough shooters, they have enough offensive talent, they have Okafor down low, but they have enough guys who can shoot. But but overall, the game has gotten to the point where you you're kind of just seeing this lack of offensive uh, cohesion. Like you're you're not seeing great offensive teams figure it out. Like it's more if you can play good defense. Then we can figure out something offensively uh, while you're, you know, while you're trying to play a defensive type game plan. Yeah. It's like that's why, I like your well, your Loyola Marymounts or your UNLVs, like those teams broke the bank. Like those are the teams that played a style, a tempo that was like, "Fuck this, we're gonna be out and run with you, and we're gonna look to score a hundred points every night." And you know, Loyola Marymount scored about one hundred and twenty a night. You know, they didn't, they gave up about that much. And so, so there's got to be a correction. So, so you would, I'd rather see that game way more, way more. Fuck that. I want, well, then that's your preference. Yeah. But the NBA right now, for years, the NBA was in the doldrums because of the, the style of basketball that became in vogue. And now that the Spurs have played as well as they have for the last 15 years, and that style of motion offense has become the norm. And you have a lot more driving kick game. 
and you have, I think, a wider breadth of these players that can do multiple things well. Because they're athletic? Because they're Ah, athletic, ah. but because they also get coached in a way that allows their offensive talents to shine. At the college level, you don't see that. At the college level, you don't see that. At the college level, you see mostly them saying, well, I don't know how much I can coach them up from an offensive standpoint, but I damn sure can get them to do well defensively. Mm. It's almost like they kind of let the offensive stuff lay out on the bind. That's the majority. I'm not saying it's 100% blanket over the NCAA. But a majority of it is defensive-oriented. I feel like that is a misconception. Really? Because where are these 100 to 90 college games that have been out there these last couple of years? Right? You know... I think their games are shorter than the NBA. Sure, but I think that if you look at it from you know thirty-five second shot clock, the zone defenses, uh, all these things that really make it easier on defenses to to kind of take over games. So it's not necessarily the teams, not the coach, but it but, could be the. But rules. they coach to that. You coach to well, yeah, how Why the, would the you coach are. to a twenty-second shot sure. clock if there's no twenty-second shot clock? Well, the Suns figured out a way to do it. You know, they figured out a way to be a seven seconds or less team. And yeah, be and how they do? They were very successful. They actually hadn't been for that horrible call in the Spurs Sun series where people got suspended for taking a couple steps off the bench. Uh, them getting to the NBA Finals would have been a very interesting scenario for the NBA because I think you actually would have seen the improvement of the game a lot sooner than you did. But in the NCAA, coaches know it's like you can coach to a defensive first style. You know, Jim Beheim has been playing the same two-three zone for the last thirty years, and and because yeah, there's, there's only so many defenses you can do, Tim. Right, but I'm just saying, good offensive players, like in the in the college game, you really only have like one or two shooters on the team, and and in the NBA, like you look at the Warriors and how good they are, they have multiple shooters. They don't just have Curry, they don't just have Thompson, but. You know, Harrison Barnes is a very good shooter. That's Even because, Draymond Green's a good shooter. That's because there's like 30 teams in the NBA. And sure. There's like 100 Division One teams. Sure. And I understand it's the cream of the crop, crop and that, 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 uh, that argument. But I just think that the NCAA can work with the coaches, the big names, and figure out ways to improve the sport so that you're not... You would just you make know, it like the NBA then. You would say you have 20 seconds. Then there's nothing wrong with that. What's, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. What I what I'm saying is what you're what you're preaching to the coaches is wrong because why because you want them to change to score more points. Why? Why do that when there's still a 35 second shot clock? When everybody's yeah. still, you know what I mean? Like, well, considering the average NCAA possession, I think is about 25 seconds. If you look at it from a perspective of how many possessions they get you a half, that's you know, roughly 45 possessions a half, so roughly about 90 in, in a yeah. game. Because for the Whereas most part, the they NBA, want... And the NBA is about 130 to 140 possessions a game. So about 50 more. So Yeah, and you can look at why that is. Lower shot clocks, longer periods. Sure. It's not even in halves. Yes. Yeah. I mean... But even the NBA is actually talking about cutting halves down. Like, they're talking about maybe going to 10-minute quarters. Like, they've, they've talked about that. Mainly because they want to have a two-hour experience for TV. They've thought about having, you know, they want it to be a two-hour game. Mm-hmm. Which would be interesting. I, I, I'm actually, that intrigues me only because that would make a, a roster construction something something weird. Because maybe you don't need to have as big a bench. If you're talking about, you know, your best players instead of averaging about 35, 36 minutes a game... You get them down to 30 minutes. Do you need a 15-man roster, right? Hmm. Stuff like that. So, But that probably won't happen because that means a lot of ad revenue going out. And so they'd have to kind of offset that somehow. <laughs> but uh, but uh, that's an, it's an interesting thing. I mean, it, that's the thing. I think when you see a good college basketball game, regardless of the style of play, it was exciting. There were some very exciting games. Well, you know? to be... On the flip side, there are games in the conference finals and NBA finals right. that are in the 80s and 90s. Sure. I think and that's part of, and part of a bit. No, I'm talking like last year. 
Making me look this up. Making me look this up, sucker. You had 90-point games, like low, low, low 100-point games. And the reason being is, like in college, it's a concentrated season in the playoffs. Where in in college you're playing like under just under 30 games. Whereas in the NBA, you're playing 70 so, or 81. 81. 82 games, sorry. Uh, NBA Finals results last year. Spurs 110, Heat 95, Heat 98, Spurs 96. Spurs 111, Heat 92. Spurs 107, Heat 86. And then the Spurs 104, Heat 87. So, you know, about 100 points in, in all five games. For the I know that in the Lakers and the Celtics in the 1980s, games were 130 to 120. Yes, and they were terrific basketball games. Um, and then the Lakers but and Celtics have... played in 2008, and there was like an 84-82 game. It was pretty crazy. So, Steph Curry just hit it from there. He is. Oh, yes! Um, okay. Here's some bars. It's weird. Clean up. But, uh, that's what I think what's been really interesting is that, um... Because analytics have become a part of basketball, I think it's the game that has improved the most because of it. And um, yeah. because of the fact that you have a lot of players who are defensive specialists on the perimeter that can hit three-point shots. Uh, you have these big guys that can step out to the corners and hit three-point shots. Like LaMarcus Aldridge was hitting threes when they played the Warriors the other night. Like he stepped out to the left corner and hit a three. You're talking about a guy who's would be classified as a center most nights because of how big he is. Yeah. You know? Uh game's changed. The game has definitely changed. You don't I, have you don't have positions anymore. Sure. I think it's I think it's a lot of a lot better for the game, personally. Uh Bogut is like one of the last true traditional centers left, but he's good. So Whew. I figured we talk a lot about basketball because we always seem to talk about basketball and have long discussions about the game. Yes. Um, let's move on to other things that are not sports related. Uh, so NorCal regionals was last weekend. Yes. And, um, I watched some of it. I didn't get a chance to watch all of it. Uh, but there was some drama, uh, in top 16, which is hilarious. And it's really weird to see a big major, a Capcom cup tournament have that happen. But when they reset everything for top 16, Fest is Azili. Uh, when they did that for top 16, they played the first four games and realized that they were playing an older version of Street Fighter, of, Street Fighter, of Ultra, yeah. and uh, an unpatched version. And uh, there was a mid-game pause, and people were going, what the hell? And they realized that uh, they had played the first four games on the old version. And so uh, they had to redo the brackets from there. So you had drama. Um, but there were some really cool moments, uh, and uh, I can't even remember who won. I'm trying to remember who ended up winning. Uh, for which game? For Street Fighter. Daigo. Oh, Daigo won in Street Fighter? Mm-hmm. Wow. He, uh, we mentioned in our last podcast of the, or the weekend before, the week before, I want to say, that uh, he... Uh, gonna retire. Was going to retire at I think at the end of this Evo, and uh, <coughs> go figure. Freaking comes out and wins a major just because you know Daigo, and uh, good for him because now he's uh, got that automatic berth for the Capcom <coughs> Cup at the end of the year. So maybe he won't retire at the end of Evo, but he'll retire. Capcom Cup will be his last you know big event that he does, which would be pretty cool. But. Uh, uh, Daigo won with Evil Rue. He switched to Evil Rue about uh, a year and a half ago as his main. Beat Gamer B in the final. Knuckle Dude, Bone Chan, Smug, Jay Wong, Justin Wong. Smug had a good tournament with Dudley, uh, Kazunoko, and then Infiltration. So uh, Snake Eyes, Momochi, Ricky, Ortiz, uh, Mark Teddy, Huda Man, BJ Unchained, who had probably the moment of the tournament. Um, with his fucking, with his fucking ridiculous 
ridiculous compact against Bonchan uh, with Cody. It was just, it was fucking ridiculous. You got to watch it. Uh, Chris G was top uh, twenty four. Uh, Fudo was top twenty four. Uh, PN was top 32. PR Raw was top 32. So. Oh, John Choi was also top 32. So. Fucking fundamentally the shit out of people with Rue. Uh, so. You know, that was a stacked event. Like, it was it's definitely the most stacked event MCR I think has ever had. And now. They uh, are on the road to EVO, which is in three months. Which, uh. I will be very interested to see. Hopefully, I'll be able to get to see the final with uh, all the stomper stuff I'm doing this year. But uh, congratulations to Daigo for winning the tournament and killing it. Because, big fan of the show. Yeah, big fan. He listens to it in Japanese, has a translator sit there and translate sitting next to him as he studied for his accounting uh, tests that he obviously passed. So, congratulations to him. Uh... I'm trying to think if there's anything else in in fighting games this week. Not much. Uh, was there anything in Magic this week? Not really, no, right? There's some tournaments and stuff going on. Yeah, the Pro Tour is kind of they're they're doing the changeover because Tarkir is out. Uh, Dragons of Tarkir are out, I should say. No, no. Well, no. Like, there's has there been a meta change? Has there been any changes in standard? Big time. Uh... No. I have not been following too much. To no. Yeah. That's the only reason why I can't say. Yeah, neither have I, unfortunately. I've been so busy with school stuff. So. But the uh, the uh, Magic next few months are going to be very interesting for Magic. Yes. Because of Modern Masters coming out, the NMA, and then Origins coming out. Uh, Origins going to be standard legal. So, uh, there's going to be some very, very cool things mm-hmm. in the next couple of, uh, of months. With, with yeah, Magic. the three big, the Modern Masters tournaments in Vegas, Vegas, and I think Japan, and then uh, the other one, I, I want to say it's somewhere in the UK, but I don't know. Okay. Um, but they have three Modern Masters uh, GP events. Simultaneously. they almost. are expecting... Huge turnout, like thousands, huge like three, like three thousand people, like just ridiculous. So yeah. it is. People, I think people are uh, re- they're really excited about it because Modern Masters One was such a good all around. Was a great draft format. Yeah, it had some really solid cards, and people really want they they want more of it. Yeah, and um, it's gonna be good for the game. Like we talked about last week, just the, the the small amount of spoilers that have come out have really made people be like beyond beyond crazed for this set. Like, I think just the Goyf reprint alone is 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 getting people amped. But at the same time, it's like you wonder what other cards they're going to consider for the format and yeah. and things like that. So, but fun stuff there. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. That's about it. Really? Yeah. We're at 50 minutes. I am. Um, you guys looking for a game to fucking play? Final Fantasy Record Keeper has come out. All right. I'll download it. It's right fucking now. great. Uh, already has a million downloads, I think, in like the first couple of weeks that it's been released. Uh, and it's basically like if you think about your favorite 16 bit uh, Final Fantasy games, you know, your twos and your threes for stateside or four and six. It's uh, your 2D sprites, and you're this guy who works at the library run by Moogles that's kept the records of all the Final Fantasies, and this dark force has now started to erase them all, and so you have to go back and uh, def- you know defeat all the major battles in the previous Final Fantasies to uh, get the museum back to where it was before. And it's really cool. It's your real basic active turn battle format. It has uh, the ability to play as the characters from each game. And if you play with those characters in the world, they get buffs and stuff like that. Uh, there's events going on. Where, oh, that's disgusting. Backdoor that, cut. My goodness. Touch 
That was a touch layup. Um, and so, uh, and there's a, events like you get to like do certain things from each game that get you main characters. Like the big one that came out, I think the first or second week of the game was the Shinra Tower mission. And uh, at the top of it, you actually get a chance to earn Sephiroth as a as a playable character. But uh, unfortunately, the event I think ended a couple hours ago, and so I can't get him. Which wow, sucks. Wow, wow. I yeah. But uh, it's a really cool game. Totally fun. Uh, it's it's a it's a free game. It's kind of a pay as you play, but it's a format right now where you don't really have to pay as you play, which is great. Um, you do kind of just have to wait your turn or wait your time out if you need to. Uh, but man, alive, really fun. And for me, it's kind of the game I've been waiting for for uh, my iPhone for a while now because of the fact that. I don't really play too many games on my iPhone, but this one is totally fun. So, uh, nice. check that one out. Uh, I mentioned Phoenix Pro. Um, probably good. Yeah, I think we're good to go. Thanks for thanks for listening. Just chunking, just uh, threw this out there into the atmosphere. Show one eighty six is in the books, and uh, get your taxes done and all that good shit. And uh, this should be ready to go for Sunday the 12th. So we hope you enjoy it. Um, Stay frosty and all that other good, cool shit. Bye. Hey, if you want to keep following Los Livingston Brothers, you can see us on Facebook. Just go to the Los Livingston Brothers fan page. Give us a like, leave comments, all that good stuff. And on iTunes, make sure to subscribe and also give us a nice, pretty-looking review and throw five stars up on us because we are like a Rob Van Dam frog splash because it's the five-star frog splash. Uh, On top of that, if you don't use iTunes to listen to your podcast, you can also go to LosLivingstonBrothers.com, click on the Radio Shows tab, and you'll be able to listen to all the shows dating back to our very first show at KCY in 2011 man that was that's a long time ago i'm old <laughs>